재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 We're continuing our discussion on this proposed merger, this proposed acquisition. Foxconn, the uh, Taiwanese tech firm, uh, pledging to take over Sharp, which is a Japanese tech giant. It's been recently uh, going through some problems. Uh, There's been a little bit of a snag at the last minute. So we're going to continue to discuss this deal, what it means for the two companies, uh, the overlying trends of Japanese tech firms and why they've been struggling, and also the implications for the global tech industry including for some of the uh, Japanese, uh, for the Korean competitors like Samsung or LG. Give us your thoughts. Text us at pound 1013 for 51 or send us a talk message by adding TBS EFM as a plus friend. We're going to connect to another expert shortly, but here in the studio, Professor Kim Sewan from Miwa Women's University. Uh, Professor Kim, overall, yes. as you've been uh, looking at this deal, you've been pointing out that for uh, Foxconn, this is a great deal for them. They really need this to kind of be more competitive against the companies like Samsung mm-hmm. or LG. Uh, so it's beneficial for Foxconn, and you pointed at that. Uh, for Sharp, as far as uh, you said, money talks, and that's mm-hmm. why they've gone to uh, Foxconn rather than the Japanese mm-hmm. uh, pension fund, state fund. Uh, is it basically then a win-win for you? Well, I think that's a possible scenario. Uh, as of now, Foxconn is only assembler and and and, and pro, uh, parts provider to uh, uh, Apple iPhone and and iPad. But if they have a chance to develop and maintain their uh, their uh, stable outlet products outlets with uh, different companies rather uh, than uh, Apple's, they will be both successful, uh, Sharp and Foxconn together. So we have this uh, potential synergy in place. And as you say, uh, since uh, a few years back, Foxconn's really seen the potential in this uh, sharp acquisition. We're going to get some more thoughts on this issue. Uh, joining us uh, from KAIST, uh, College of Business Professor Lee byung Professor Lee, thank you so much for joining us again. Okay, good evening, Henry. Uh, first question for you as someone who knows the tech industry very well. Uh, what do you feel is the future for Sharp. And uh, according to Professor Kim, this deal is fully expected to to go through. Do you also agree that uh, Sharp will eventually be acquired by Foxconn, and how does it help them? Well, the, certainly the Sharp really hopes to have that investment from Foxconn because uh, there is no other alternative. They are desperate in terms of their financial situation. And, and uh, Foxconn also, as already Professor Kim uh, pointed out, the, they, they are taking advantage of uh, uh, cheap labor in China. They, they got very little from this assembling iPhone because the, the, they don't have any technology or the parts. Mm-hmm. So adding this not only improved their, uh, their chance to keep Apple's order, also they can... Uh, get more value because the display is um, the largest component of iPhone. Uh, so that's the win-win synergy aspect. But, you know, for any acquisition deal, there is always a uh, problem in terms of evaluation of a company. And I think certainly there is a huge uh, disagreement in terms of this hidden mm. uh, risk of uh, that. The, the magnitude of that disagreement is uh, almost three times according to the report. 
Professor Kim, you did yes. mention about three billion dollars potentially in discrepancies mm-hmm. with the with the finances that were not previously known to Foxconn. Mm-hmm. You still say that the deal will definitely go through, and Foxconn will um, pursue this. But is there any potential change in terms of the valuation or the uh, or the offer? Well, I don't think so because I believe that actually Foxconn knew the hidden liabilities of the Sharp long before. Because they investigated on final situation of the sharp from 2010, uh, uh, after they uh, revealed their intention to merge a sharp uh, officially, so I think that first they have enough money for paying for the liabilities three billion US dollars, and in addition, uh, they have very strong intention, and they uh, the intention to merge a sharp, mm. and that is also supported by Taiwanese government. So all this makes. Uh, uh, Foxconn to uh, uh, sign on the contract. Why is the media making such a big deal about it? Because the way they've been reporting it, it makes it seem like, well, oh my gosh, this is going to comp- potentially well, kill this deal. Well, I think that is a j- kind of gesture from Foxconn because uh, there has been a, a serious concerns for for Foxconn's role in Japanese manufacturing industry because that is the first experience for Japanese uh, governments mm-hmm. and, and industry together. So I, I believe, personally, I believe that that is a simple gesture mm-hmm. to uh, taming down that, that concerns in Japan. Now, Professor Lee, uh, Professor Kim Zewan has been relatively bullish so far in terms of describing this deal and his analysis. In your view, as you look at this acquisition, um, the pluses for Foxconn, for Taiwanese tech firms, uh, uh, for global competition and for Sharp and the benefits they get, do you also feel that this Foxconn-Sharp deal is a win-win deal? Well, the, you know, the in any M&A, uh, we have to consider two factors. One is, of course, the, the strategic synergy between two uh, the, from the deal. At this moment, yes, Sharp will get the financial resources and Foxconn got the technology. And also Sharp may get the, uh, uh, probably a chance to uh, broaden their uh, sales in China. Uh, however, uh, I think in the long run, we don't know, but the, because there's a huge uncertainty in, in mobile phone and smart device industry. Already the growth uh, has been slowed down, and price, price is uh, falling uh, very fast. That is uh, uncertainty. And on, on the other, and in addition to this financial consideration, uh, more M&A fail because of uh, cultural and organizational difference or mm. lack of the trust between two organizations. Mm. And if, even in 2012, they could not seal the deal because of the distrust between two organizations. And um, probably even this time, uh, it appears that, that there is some uh, disagreement or the, the lack of trust between two uh, organizations. Also, it is notorious that actually Japanese companies are uh, for their implicit and subtle business communications and practices, mostly in Japan's context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, I, th- I think the, the, if this holdup is because of the such uh, communication problem due to such a uh, cultural organization difference, that's another big uh, obstacle to 
to get any benefit from this. So uh, I think this, we have to consider both of them. And uh, not many Japanese uh, actually joint ventures or the M&As uh, show, have shown any success yet. So I'm not that uh, 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 that the I'm not that positive in that regard. All right, interesting. A little bit of difference of opinion. So you do feel that it is possible that uh, this this uh, acquisition may not go through. Uh, there, there is uh, such a chance, I guess. So. And also, capital market also reacted very negatively uh, mm. uh, from this news. Actually, there was a very sharp uh, uh, drop of uh, sharp stock uh, price. Actually, right. So the investors don't really like it as well as, uh, I think, your point. Uh, Professor Kim, aside yes. from whether the deal goes through or not, let's assume that the merger becomes official or the acquisition becomes official mm-hmm. uh, and Fox and Sharp are now one entity. One of the analysis I've read is that uh, one of the targets uh, could be the chip makers here in Korea, that uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the components for, once again, we're mm-hmm. talking about the Apple iPhones, of course, rely on mm-hmm. companies like Samsung. Uh, mm-hmm. You mentioned Sharp and their display um, expertise. Uh, is this, uh, you feel, a threat to the uh, Samsungs and LGs? Yes, of course, in the short run, they will have uh, serious competition and even conflicts uh, between Foxconn and Samsung and LG's in in LCD panel. Uh, so the largest LCD panel provider to to uh, uh, Apple is LG and Samsung, and and the, that is one of the most expensive part in assembling uh, uh, smartphones. So so uh, after merging, sure, Foxconn won't maybe try more even more try to provide their uh, uh, LCD panels to Apple's. That will substitute. The, uh, from from Samsung's panel uh, supply, and I think in the in the long run, there is a possibility that Foxconn will try to merge uh, Japanese uh, chip companies like Toshiba's chip divisions or Mitsubishi's chip divisions, because that is pretty much supported by Taiwanese government. They built up something like a Taiwan Memory Corporations by Taiwanese government, and they are pushing very hard Foxconn to merge uh, one of the most competitive uh, chip companies in the world. That will be another uh, competition between Samsung, LG, and Foxconn mm. in the in the in the future. Professor Lee, do you also see a threat to the uh, Korean tech giants like Samsung yes, or LG? Yes, I, I fully agree with, with uh, Professor Kim. And, uh, in this industry, really, economics of scale matters uh, uh, pretty much because for the development of next generation technology. It requires a huge capital, so uh, without the size, you cannot compete. That's uh, what Taiwanese and Japanese companies uh, have this advantage compared to the Korean rivals. So I think certainly uh, if, if this deal falls and uh, Foxconn becomes the hub of such a M&A and creates a huge uh, manufacturing scale, that would be uh, now, um, can I get your analysis on the Japanese tech industry as a whole? Uh, Sharp's been in problem has had a long 
a time of difficulty. They've been close to bankruptcy. Uh, we, Sony has been struggling, uh, Toshiba, Hitachi, all of these, Mitsubishi. What do you think is uh, causing the Japanese electronics firms uh, to lose out? You, you've so- talked about the hyper-competitiveness of the glo- global landscape. Do you think um, Sharp has what it takes to recover? I'm quite negative. If you, we review the history of this industry, uh, there is uh, no coming back, actually. Um, you know, the Motorola gone, Nokia gone, Sony gone, and so on. But there, there is, there, you know, that uh, most of the electronic appliance companies are vertically integrated, like uh, Samsung. They have uh, chips and mm. uh, displays. And but. What matters is actually their final product, brand power. Uh, the, once you lost uh, customer confidence, it's very difficult to, uh, uh, to win back the customer confidence. Actually, it's more difficult than actually building initial brand. Mm-hmm. So uh, only exception I can think of is Apple. You know, once right. Apple, the Apple lost in a, a personal computer game, uh, they uh, came back with a new category of the product, like the MP3 players and and smartphones. So yes, there is an exception if you are uh, innovative enough to create a new category of the product where well, you can uh, win back. But otherwise, it's very unlikely. And so I, the, in terms of the brand power, customer brand power and economy of scale, they already lost. Right. It, uh, probably in, in a few years, it will be the game between Korean and Chinese companies. Interesting, because so Japan has already lost, as as you're saying now, with uh, the brand power and Samsung enjoying that, LG to a smaller extent as well. Uh, do you feel then it's potentially, uh, you've talked about the Chinese firms, uh, the, the Xiaomi's or the Huawei's or the OnePlus ones all over uh, that are emerging, that it's possible then Korea can also in the next few years also lose this game? Yes, it's very likely. Uh, they, because the fundamental uh, the source of the competitiveness in this game is innovativeness and also economies of scale. Because of the huge domestic market in China, they can easily create uh, uh, economies of scale. That's the one matters. And so uh, also they have a much cheaper uh, labor uh, and high quality labor as well. And uh, uh, also, the, you know, the R&D capability, you know, the, the huge population of the Chinese well-trained science and engineering are uh, uh, the labor. So, and, uh, if we consider all those factors, I think that uh, it will be certainly next century will be the China century. Yeah, okay. It's going to be a very uh, challenging time then for Korean firms as well. Yes, and maybe yes. uh, looking at. Yeah, yeah, so if you look at Japan, that's basically a crystal ball that kind of shows the future, which is, of course, a very worrisome thing indeed. Professor Lee, we're going to leave it there. Thank you, as always, for joining us and appreciate your expertise. Okay, my pleasure. Good night.
Professor Yi Byung-te from KAIST. Uh, we're going to round out this uh, discussion with Professor Kim Tae-wan. Yes. Uh, we just talked about the Chinese firms mm-hmm. and kind of how Japan, maybe, according to Professor Lee, they've mm-hmm. already lost the game. Mm-hmm. I remember everyone always wanted a, a Sony Walkman. <laughs> I mean, okay. I'm really old, but that's yeah. back in the day. And Same to me. Nobody wants Sony products right. anymore. Um, China, now, there's so much buzz with these uh, brands like uh, Xiaomi. Uh, do you feel that it is certainly, uh, you're agreeing mostly what Professor Lee is saying? Of is course, China? of okay. course, yeah. So it is, once you, once a company in, in high-tech industry, uh, because of the very serious uh, competition if if they lose a chance to investment and make a profit it is very hard to reverse their uh, business fortune these days so it is very important to invest on the right time at the right place so without that they they never survive that's what we have been watching in the cases of uh, Japanese high-tech companies like Sony, Toshiba, and Sharp, of course. So uh, they were too slow, I think is what you're saying, and too, uh, I guess, unaware to recognize these trends and prepare in advance. Mm-hmm. Are the Korean uh, Chebol executive right now smarter? Do they do they see these trends? Do they know and do they, can they prepare well, in advance? Actually, uh, Korean companies like Samsung and LG, Hyundai Motors are very, uh, very smart in investing in the in the right time. So that's the that that's the point of superiority of the uh, Korean chaebol companies against other uh, diff- other advanced countries, uh, big companies, uh, and and the people from Samsung and LG say that the because we have single owner that is possible because we have only only single decision maker. We don't have we don't need something agreements. We don't have to spend much time and money for discussion and analysis. Instead of that, we depend on single decision makers' uh, intuition Mm. on the future prospects. That makes sense until now. That was very successful. However, we have to see the risk uh, related to single men and single families' uh, decision on future uh, investment. One concern that uh, I've uh, raised to other panelists in in past discussions is that, okay, Japan used to have the greatest electronic products and everybody wanted them. They've now fallen by the wayside. Uh, Samsung, through a series of steps, some Mm -hmm. smart moves, has risen. Now they've even uh, been able to uh, position themselves as premium products, uh, including in the handset business. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe Apple still has the ultimate edge Mm -hmm. there. But ultimately, we're talking about, I, I guess, if you go through the entire facet of commodity business mm-hmm. with these gadgets, these, mm-hmm. these hardware products, mm-hmm. it seems like still as it stands and, and with China emerging with these um, Xiaomi devices and their economy mm-hmm. skill and inherent advantages that they will have in the long run, that for Samsung, the problem will still be, again, you can control the hardware, but if you don't have control of the software, you're always going to be at a disadvantage. Apple at least still controls right. the hard- software. Google with Android, they're always going to be well-positioned. Right. And unless they make a change, it doesn't seem like it's happening. It's right. going to be very difficult for Korea in the long run. Exactly. They, uh, what, what Western uh, media is saying about the Samsung and LG is they are not breaker of the innovations. They are just fast catching ups. So to think of smartphone these days, for example, it is not such a top-notch technology. It is only reassembles of known technologies and known parts. That's why uh, Chinese uh, uh, smartphone companies caught up LG and Samsung so quickly. So for future uh, prospects, of, uh, better prospects of their business, they need to invent their own technology or, or software 
that dominates the uh, global market, which is very difficult. Right. Because it takes advantage of none of their right. core competencies, which, as you say, this vertical integration, right. this idea that they can have the chips, the displays, um, R&D. But mm -hmm. unless you have some brilliant, innovative guys who right. can create the next cutting-edge software, right. you really – it's going to be difficult. And you, they already have the top engineers mm -hmm. in Samsung mm -hmm. and Apple – I mean, in Google and Apple mm -hmm. that uh, catching up seems like a very, very difficult task. Right. Because of that, Samsung actually from several years ago decided to invest 20% uh, of their R&Ds will be spent on softwares and design, but which makes sense uh, considering serious competition uh, uh, between uh, dominating the framework of the uh, uh, electric industry, smart, particularly in smartphone industry. But so far, it is not so successful. Yeah, and uh, again, uh, we'll see uh, how that investment plays out in the uh, next years ahead. But with this fast-moving market, uh, mm -hmm. maybe uh, a little bit too late. Uh, we'll have to see. Okay, Professor Kim, uh, thank you so much for joining us on this holiday. Always appreciate your time. My pleasure. And best of luck to you. Thank you. Thank you.